This is To The Point. A rhino experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. Hey, what's up to the point listeners? It's your boy, Cristiano, the host of To The Point Home Services Podcasts. And we have got a doozy for you today. A doozy. A real barn burner, as they say. As I used to say. We have a bunch, a bunch of marketing guys. Digital marketing guys. Guys I've known for a while. Some I've just, I've met recently. All on one podcast. All of us competitors on one podcast. You know it's about to go down. It's going down for real. It is going down for real. And all these guys are excited. I'm excited. And so the group of guys that we have on here that I'll introduce in just a little bit are guys I respect. And uh, I've been in this industry doing digital marketing for home services for about 15. I guess it'll be coming up on 15 years now. And, um, and I've met quite a few competitors along the way. I've always kind of prided myself on playing nice and sandbox with an abundance mentality. But there's a few guys I have relationships with that I can call if I, if I run into a roadblock or they run into a roadblock, you know, and people I respect. And I thought, well, that's who I want to have on this because I've always kind of been this rising tide raises all ship thinker. Um, you know, and, and I know I shared this with John too. Like, I feel like this is the platform that I've been given to serve the masses and that, and that just happens to be in the home services space. So that's, I accepted that battle and I love to run with it. And I like to run in a circle of people that are like-minded like myself. So, um, we have a good diverse a group here too of guys and, uh, no, that doesn't mean I couldn't find a, a female owner of a digital marketing company. So let's not go down that path. I'm sure I'm going to get beat up for that. It's just that these are the guys that I have good relationships with for a while. And I've got, you know, I've had good conversations with. So, um, but I'm sure there's going to be a few other companies on here that are going to be a little bit butthurt or irritated or frustrated that I didn't invite them. It's not because I don't like you. It's just because I have a better relationship with these guys. Okay. So don't get upset with me. Like I know you're already going to do, and maybe that's why I didn't ask you to be on this podcast. Um, that was my PSA announcement. But guys, we have a huge responsibility in the home services space, right? That's the way I look at this thing, right? We have a huge responsibility. And to, to all of my employees, and the thing that I always try to get the point across is, we're going to impact these home services contractors, either good or bad. Like we're either going to help them or we're not. And so we have this responsibility to grow their companies. That's why they're paying us and our businesses is to grow their companies. And, and in digital marketing, we have the tough job of it always being our fault when it doesn't grow in spring and fall or the shoulder seasons, right? Like everybody knows that's listening to this podcast right now that if you have a home services company and business slows down the shoulder season, every single one of us on here know that you think it's our fault. Every one of us. So we accept that and we say, you know what? Not always the truth, but okay, we hear you. So why not just address all the things that we hear, objections, uh, just different, you know, things buzzing around the chat GPT stuff that we hear about. And like, what's the future of digital marketing look like? What's really good? Who's the right companies? What to look for? Like, let's just address all the things that all of us hear and is a constant conversation to kind of put it all out there. So I want to go ahead and just start with doing some quick introductions. Um, for those who may be listening for the first time, uh, I'm Cristiano, I'm the CEO of Rhino Strategic Solutions, which when we started the business was called Brickyard Marketing back in the day. So started this in Indianapolis, Indiana, 
uh, back in 2008, uh, transitioned to Rhino um, in 2016, and here we are in 2023. So I also have my friend Ben Landers on, who's the founder of Blue Corona, a uh, respectful competitor. We've competed against each other for literally the same amount of time in the home services space. Great guy over on the East Coast. Um, and I believe... So, yes, 2008. So we are te- legally, we are the same age of a business, Ben. Um, we also have Gary Alex on here, co- co-owner and founder of iMarket Solutions. Gary and I have competed against each other for a long time. Always been respectful. Gary is a beast in the industry, a great coach, great business. Um, I think he's, that was around 2010. Did I get that right, Gary? That's perfect. 2010. Gotcha. Cool. Exactly. And then my friend, Matt Ben, also on here, founder and CEO of Trenchless Marketing, which was 2000. 15, if I get it wrong, you can tell me later or tell me or correct me on here if you'd like to. But then also real-time reviews, 2016, and also otherwise known as the uh, king of crypto. So if you have any questions <laughs> about crypto on how to, on what's the up and coming thing, uh, or if you're scared uh, to death uh, of it, go ask Matt. He'll, he'll tell you his opinion. He'll tell you his very strong opinion about cryptocurrency. Uh, so also my man, John, hey, John, how the hell do you pronounce your last name? Majak. So it's exactly as it looks? It's exactly how it looks, man. So then let me try this. And my friend, my new friend, John Majak. Did I get that right? Majak, the CEO of Mr. Pipeline Internet Marketing, uh, which was a company started in 2012. And dude, you got another reason to be excited right now because you went to Florida Atlantic and these boys are getting it done in the NCAA. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm excited, man. First time the Owls have ever been on the map, so I'll take it. Yeah. And uh, dude, they're against Miami. So you guys are having a little Florida battle. That's pretty cool down there. Yeah, um, but you've been in the industry. You and I got to connect a little bit a few weeks ago too. Great business, man. And it's things you've scaled it into a decent size. I mean, since 2012, you've done some things in the home services space. So congratulations to you. And uh, it was good to connect with you. Um, and then finally, we got uh, Eric Thomas on here. He's the youngster of the group, founder and president of Rival Digital. Eric, I have no idea when you actually started your business. When did, when did Rival actually start? Because I just started really getting to know you over the last few years. Yeah, we, we started in uh, 2020. Got it. October, yeah. Oh, then that would make sense since it's 2023, right? So, <laughs> hey, gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to have you on here. Thanks for having us. Okay. So I was wondering how that was going to go because not everybody could have said something at the same time there. I was about to see if, what our first shit show looked like of over talk, talking over each other. So before we get into this, because I'm, I, I want to be you know aware that we don't talk over, we kind of had this conversation, but just remember this one very important thing. Well, I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! <laughs> Eric, tell me you know what that was. I'm going to be perfectly honest. The I couldn't really hear it through Zoom. I just <laughs> yeah. I just laughed and smiled because I saw everyone else laughing and smiling. Because <laughs> I, I, I couldn't hear it either. <laughs> well, then there's a to the point fail. So the audio clip was low in the beginning. It was the wedding singer when he says, well, I have the microphone. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say. Um, but I guess technically we all have a microphone. So I guess that didn't really didn't work. Anyhow, let's get into this whole thing. Um, what I want to do is um, jump into some quick, short intros, even though I kind of explained to you guys, you guys are, um, I'm talking like less than 30 seconds, maybe just kind of give to uh, the listeners 
again, just the, again, you, you, you name the business and then what is your, like, what's the core services that you offer, whether it be digital, if it's OTT, if it's traditional, if it's all the things, if it's whatever, just something. So that way they can start to connect dots on who does what. And what we'll do is uh, we'll go ahead and start with you, Ben, the same way that I introduced you guys. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm Ben Landers. I'm the founder of Blue Corona, full service digital marketing company focused on home services. Um, like Chris said, we started in 2008. I actually worked for a home services company before starting the business. So we, you know, had some uh, expertise in that area. Um, you know, our overarching concept is obviously to help businesses grow, um, you know, generate leads, increase sales, differentiate their brand online. We do that. We use a lot of data, kind of have a proprietary system, you know, for tracking and connecting all the data. And, uh, you know, again, love the, uh, I haven't met all of you other than, uh, today, but I have known of many of your companies and, uh, you know, again, respect everyone online. Cool. Thanks, Ben. Gary, you're up. I appreciate that guys. Well, first off, thanks for inviting me and we appreciate that. Um, so iMarket, you know, started as a digital agency. So, uh, we're, we're actually a full agency nowadays. Uh, so we entered into the traditional space, uh, about a year ago. So, uh, Wide range of home services platforms. Uh, followed your lead, Chris. We're we're kind of in most of the trades now in the roofing business and some of the other verticals. So, uh, um, just excited about helping the contractors figure out, you know, their particular problems and how we can help these guys and gals, uh, you know, solve their shoulder season, but also just in general, you know, their operational problems. So, appreciate the invite. I love to be in a part of this group. This is a power group right here. Love it, man. Where where are you at right now, Gary? Look, I see some blue ocean behind you. Uh, Google's Google's got some new uh, cool things besides <laughs> Chat GPT. This is this is fake behind me. This is Cayman. It's a it's a landscape. The, the ocean sounds. That's all Google. So no, I'm I'm at, I'm at my place down on the beach. That's cool. I actually started to believe you there for a second. <laughs> okay, Matt, you're up, buddy. Yeah, Gary, I'm gonna have to turn my my computer around and try to try to match you, but I don't I don't think I'm as tropical as you are. So, uh, Matt Benton, I am the CEO of Trenchless Marketing. Yes, I, I did start around 2015, uh, 2015 in terms of incorporating a hyper hyper niche agency. Um, during that time, uh, during the Trenchless, uh, you know, era when it exploded, we were right there at the right time, and it was a, a blessing. Um, and then since then, started or I started real time marketing, which is essentially a, a software company, full service uh, digital marketing a company that appeals to a broader range of home service uh, contractors outside of Trenchless. So and that's who we are today, absolutely. And thank you for the invite. I love I love being here as well. You're welcome, John. You're up, buddy. Guys, it's so good to be here. My name is John Majak, and I am the founder and CEO of Mr. Pipeline. We have been in business since, since 2012. And similar to Ben, I was in the home service business uh, prior to launching the company. Um, and I actually had no intentions on launching Mr. Pipeline. It kind of just happened. I killed it with my own home, old home service business, kind of figured I had a, like a superpower with marketing. And after I exited and sold, people asked me to start marketing for their business and kind of blew it up. And like we talked about before, I kind of had to figure out how to make web design, web sites and all that good stuff, man, then built the company. And now our main core is uh, websites, web design, web development, SEO, and uh, Google ads. Cool. Thanks, buddy. All right, Eric. Mm -hmm. Then there was you. 
Yeah, I am Eric Thomas. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. This is this is really cool. Um, yeah, founder and president of Rival Digital started in 2020. Uh, we do full service digital marketing, websites, SEO, online advertising, social media. I would say our, our bread and butter is really the website and SEO arm of it, though. Um, you know, similar to a lot of people, kind of just fell into the trades. Um, I was an apprentice for a commercial heating and air company back in 2013 for a few summers and uh, wasn't the best with some of that stuff. So ended up going the college route for marketing. And then um, after college, worked at a neighborly doing websites and website operations and all that good stuff for uh, their franchise brands. And then started arrival in 2020, um, just kind of had a, had a heating and air client and just kind of ran with that started only with heating and air. And then as you all know, a lot of, a lot of these home service companies offer multiple trades. So now we just do uh, HVAC plumbing and electrical. Got it. Cool. Well, again, welcome guys to the group. I'm excited for our conversation and I'm going to hop into it um, mainly because we spent a lot of time already talking about ourselves, uh, but hopefully all the listeners have a good idea of who's who on here and just some of the credentials and credibility. Um, so like right out of the gate, I'm going to hit on this easy question too. And, um, and again, just kind of, well, we're going to see how this goes on who's answering what and how. Um, but I think this is incredibly important. And, and I think most of you guys have probably heard me do, give a presentation or speak before, or if nothing else, kind of know what I'm about. And, and it is um, when I had started this thing, being a, a niche agency, f- digital marketing specifically for HVAC, or, because in the beginning it was Carrier and Bryant that pulled me in. Uh, so the OEM pulled me in as a go-to marketing company for them, uh, for the contractors is... I had to learn the industry. So I essentially had to understand how the homeowner thinks like the consumer thinks when they're looking for an HVAC contractor. So I could answer all those questions on the site and the ads and everything to get them to actually convert. Well, that in turn made me an expert in the HVAC space, which then we've, we've grown over the years. But the point being is I legit knew the business. I learned the business and then I scaled it. I knew the customer and then I scaled it. So as you guys know, there's so many different marketing companies out there. And, and the home services space became super sexy over the last few years. Right. Um, and, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Like I, I'm not afraid of com- competition, but there's good competition and there's bad competition. And for those of us that genuinely care about these contractors, I think it's important to know what should these guys be looking for or gals who own these home services businesses, what do they need to look for? in a, in the right digital marketing company, there's, a, there's lots of options guys on here, but what are like the key ingredients that you, to, in your guys' opinion on what they need to look for to find the right digital marketing partner? Who wants to go first? Smartac.com, smartac.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. Smartac.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. Oh, go ahead. You're muted. (laughs) Matt, you're muted, buddy. I'm still muted. 
There you go. I, I apologize. I mean, the, the time that I'm doing this, of course, I'm out on my furniture delivered right now, and I'm trying to have two conversations, I'm mute and unmute. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll answer this. Um, from my perspective, um, you know, I mean, core values is, is the easy answer, but I think, you know, how you, uh, you know, how you treat your, your employees and how you treat your customers. I mean, a big thing in our industry now, I think everyone can agree, um, are, you know, digital marketing companies owning the client's data, owning the client's website, owning the content, owning it all, and not really uh, explaining the process along the way. So should they, should they want to, you know, leave, um, you know, they end up have to start all over again. That's just a tragedy. Uh, when you're trying to build up that organic equity for your company and your brand. So um, trying, my, my opinion would be try to work with, you know, companies that work with you, truly partner with you and don't try to, um, you know, underhandedly own everything and try to, you know, hold you hostage and keep paying that, that monthly bill. Um, that's the, that's the big thing that I see with a lot of these companies nowadays. You know, to sort of to add to what Matt said, I think, you know, a lot of the people reaching out to us are the owners of the businesses. And obviously, as the companies get bigger, you might get a VP of marketing CMO type that's reaching out. But I think, you know, if I'm, you know, the owner of a home service company, I would start at a pretty high level, you know, and try to try to sort of understand, are you looking to work with a big agency, a small agency? Um, for, you know, for us, the kind of an ownership mentality is probably the single most important thing. I mean, I mean the world is full of uh, sort of marketing geeks, people that are really experts at something specific, pay-per-click, SEO. And they'll have that expertise. And they then you'll, with just a handful of questions, you really start to understand that, you know, they don't have the faintest idea about, for example, the uh, the financials of an HVAC company or the significance of, is the company profitable? What are the gross margins for different lines of business? And how do those tie back to the growth goals, you know, into marketing? Um, I think we we see that all the time. So again, if I'm an owner, I'm, I would sort of ask myself, what type of partner am I looking for? You know, do I want, you know, the really small boutique operation? You know, and there are pros and cons that come with that. Do I want sort of the big established you know, player? And, and then if that's the case, kind of going to Matt's question is who's gonna own the data you know, when someone sends you a 50 page legal document to build a website, um, you better make sure your attorney reads it to make sure you understand what you own and what you don't. And, and then again, asking questions before getting into the, the company's marketing expertise, which is obviously critical, and that's why you're hiring them, ask questions related to your business. Um, you know, there were a million companies that got into the home services space. Like Chris, you've said multiple times, you've talked about the shoulder seasons. Yeah, there are a million companies that are doing marketing for for home services companies that probably hear that and like don't even know what you're talking about. Um, so I think you know the mindset of the uh, the company they're working with, being business experts in your industry and your business, and digital marketing or marketing uh, experts is pretty important. Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and tag on Ben's comments there. Um, so I agree with everything Matt and Ben have said so far. So I mean, people people should own their data. They should own their technology. Um, just a couple things. Just the the only industry that's worse than HVAC, plumbing, electrical for low barriers to entry is marketing agencies. <laughs> and so there you have zero licensing requirements, and you just hang the flag and the shingles out, and you're in. So I think we've all probably faced that. Everybody on this you know, podcast, 
you know, has evolved into something that's that's bigger than just sort of the the, the small op. Um, and the reason is, is because we care about our customers. We care about their success pattern. So, Chris, I know that's definitely a core in your business. It's certainly in ours. You know, we're, we're beyond just marketing. The question is, you know, I can drive marketing in the shoulder season, Ben. And if the individuals aren't priced right, to your point about gross margins, I've successfully put them out of business. I mean, essentially, you know, we've, we've done that, you know, back in the day when I worked at Lennox. You know, we taught people how to sell better and they weren't priced right. And the next thing you know, they're in cash flow difficulty. So I think responsibility, you know, at the agency level, the marketing level extends into the core values that Matt talked about is that you, we really care about the profitability and the success pattern of that business beyond just the marketing. That's brand, but it's also just, you know, how they're treating their people and so forth. And then there's there's probably just one more dot there for me. I mean, that, I, I wrote a piece a while back. I published it, I think, on one of the Facebook groups about vetting uh, agencies, just questions to ask. And uh, it's surprisingly not that many people ask for it. Uh, but, but I think the goals of the business have to really match with the agency. So Ben was talking about that. So um, we, we can't get up in the morning and have nine guys that we're doing business with in Phoenix, Arizona, and promise that we're doing the best paid search for them. We're bidding against each other. So I think, you know, um, how you're matched with a particular contractor and how you're going to do business in a marketplace uh, says a lot about the agency and it, it somewhat limits us. Uh, but I also think the responsibility, you know, to your client is, you know, we're in business with you as a vendor. Uh, and that goes just beyond the idea of writing checks, you know, back and forth to each other and so forth. So I think you just got to, the contractors really have to ask the question, What's the DNA of the company they're doing business with? Does it match my DNA? You know, these are my goals. Can I expect, you know, this company to support me based on those goals? So I'll let, I'll let these other uh, smart guys talk. I don't <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, Gary. Eric, John, you guys got anything to add? Well, for myself, I'll jump in. Guys, I pretty think you pretty much covered everything I would, I would say. For me, it's like if you're somebody in the home service trade, I think for agencies, we we call it our perfect client avatar, like the perfect perfect client that we want to serve. But I think you should look back at us and say exactly what Ben said. Like, is it the right fit for me and my business with where I'm at today? Do I want somebody big? Do I want somebody small? Pros and cons to both. But I I, I definitely want to lean into the fact that no, when you choose an agency, choose an agency that has a lot of knowledge in your space. Period. Because I, we have people come to us all the time and I gracefully bow out and I'm like, there's probably another agency that can better serve you. So definitely dial into somebody where it's just, you know, they've got your best interest at heart and they're treating you like a partner from the start. Yeah, right, I mean, like, last like um, <clears throat> yeah, save the worst for last, huh? <laughs> yeah, like Gary said, I mean, there's no there's no licensing requirements to, to run a marketing agency or to be a quote unquote marketer. You could just watch a, a Neil Patel video that pops up on your Facebook page and then set up a click funnel and then go tell the world that you're a marketing expert. Um, and so that's, you just got to make sure, you know, like before you get in bed with someone like, you know, what, what are you good at? What are you not good at? Uh, what do I own? What don't I own? And then also, uh, I think it's important for people to start asking the question of who's actually doing this work. Uh, Cause you get a lot of agencies out there that, you know, they just spin up overnight and they outsource everything to 
Bangladesh or some random country and they don't even know who's doing the work. They're just outsourcing it to some white label agency. Um, so it's important to know, like, you know, who owns it and who's doing what, so that I know who I'm actually working with here. Yeah. Well, hey, Chris, I'd make one more sort of one more suggestion, you know, again, for the home service companies that are listening to this as they're thinking about, you know, how to assess this stuff is, and, and I think, you know, for some of the uh, larger companies, hopefully they're sort of working this way, but, you know, as the business owner, you're goal, you know, you got to cast a vision and create culture. This is, you know, for your own company, but your job is also to clearly explain the what, you know, what are you trying to accomplish? Is it grow the business by 30% year over year for the next five years and then sell it to a private equity company? Is it, you know, do you realize you can only handle 15% growth with the staffing demands in your area? You know, at a, at a business level, what are you trying to accomplish? And then with the digital marketing company, the question is how, how are they going to contribute and what's it going to take? And, and again, you can, you can sort of start to use the questions that the agency's asking you about the business, about the economics of the business, about your lines of business, about your competitors to start to assess, you know, are they kind of to John's point, are they the right kind of DNA, you know, for you, because if they, if they instantly just say you should be spending X on pay-per-click and Y on SEO, and this is what you need to do. Um, you know, that's not I, just in, in life in general, when you're dealing with higher end, whether it's higher end, you know, remodelers in your personal life or financial advisors or whatever, <laughs> people that are at the top of their game are more precise and more detail oriented. And so I would I would use the questions that the that the digital marketing company is asking you based on this what and it may be that your what is ridiculous, you know that the the digital marketing company doesn't think you can manage. I mean, kind of to Gary's point, we have had so many clients where it's like you know <laughs> I want unlimited, I want as much growth as you can generate, and it's like <laughs> you know in what world, you know if the person you were talking to on the other end of the line could actually manage that, they probably wouldn't be running fill in the blank. You know, five million dollar plumbing company in Gaithersburg. I mean, <laughs> or they're or they're, uh, or they got a well, weird backstory, an interesting <laughs> backstory. Well, I'll, I'll uh, add on to what all you guys said. I mean, because I've kind of been through each one of those phases, and, and there's a point in time, you know, at the beginning where I kind of was that guy to to Gary's point, where I put the flag out and said I knew how to sell a website, knew how to build, I learned how to build it myself, and then started learning the things along the way. So I was kind of in all phases of these positions and I've learned as I've grown as a business, you know, I mean, there was a time when I said yes to everybody. And then I learned that I don't need to say yes to everybody. That's not the best customer for me. And then I learned that I don't, my company's not the right fit for somebody who's never had a digital marketing company. They've got nothing to compare it to. So when you start to learn how to, you know, for us as marketing companies to find out who's the right fit for them, it's because we're finding out what's working. Like, who are we best a fit? Who are we best fit for? So they're not hopping from place to place. So the first thing though is you got to make sure, like at its at its bare minimum if you want to find out if the agency that you're talking to legit knows your business ask them on the fly if they're an HVAC ask them what a heat pump is ask if you want to ask the digital marketing company what a heat pump is and see what kind of answer they give you that'll help you help you and help them understand a little bit of your HVAC knowledge if they're plumbing ask them what drain cleaning leads to Let's see if they know what actually drain, like what the, what that contractor is hoping to get from that drain cleaning lead. Yeah, there you go. I see you, Matt. So, but just if like a couple like simple questions that you can ask to start to test knowledge, like at its base, like at the baseline of it. But at the same time, like to me, 
I think that you learned a lot about the agency by asking, you know, some of the hard questions and, um, and, and at Rhino, listen, like we have customers that leave here, you know, we have customers that leave for various reasons. Um, but how you treat that person as they're making an exit from your company, I think speaks volume about a business. So it's always nice to ask, you know, if, if you're trying to figure this thing out, it's a big investment for you. You're trying to find the right fix. You don't want to bounce around again too. I don't always think it's a bad thing to ask, to ask if, uh, if, if there was a customer you could connect with that left. And I like asking that question because it's a, it's a risk for all of us. And it's always scary. But if you took care of that person, that person's, it's almost like, Hey, we go and look at reviews. I go and look at the one stars to see how they responded to. I want to see who's responding to what and how they handled themselves as, as a business. Yeah. We're no different. So some of those like basic things, but yeah, you got to find the right partner. If somebody doesn't ask you what the hell your goal is and they create a proposal for you run. Okay. Get the hell out of there. Cause it's not your, their agenda. It's your agenda, the contractor. And then make sure that there's ongoing accountability, ongoing follow-up, ongoing meetings. You need to have a good relationship with them because to, to Ben's point is I've gotten far enough down this path to where I understand where I understand how to not only do digital marketing, bring in a lead for a customer, but understand the bottom line of their business. So I understand their money and how the money works in their business and how I can attribute to the money in their business to make them continue to make them <clears throat> profitable. It's just understanding the industry. So you got to find an agency who's going to give you clean, clear reporting. That's not smoke and mirrors, knows the business, willing to take your phone calls, doesn't avoid you and helps you grow the company. So I'm going to move on to the next question because we'll, um, I want to get through some more of these things too. So you guys know this and, and I mean, I'm in a lot of different text message groups with a lot of massive contractors, a lot of up and coming contractors. Like I'm in a lot of text messages groups that is cool until they all blow up simultaneously. Um, so, but in that I've heard a consistent thing happening and I saw this come up the other day in some of these Facebook groups. Um, and that is Q1 this year has been quite a bitch, uh, to compete in now going into 2023, um, it was crystal clear late, uh, late last year that this year was going to be a battle. And like, you have to be with the right person who knows how to compete in, in a low demand market. So meaning there's so much more new equipment in homes than ever before across so many different platforms that there had to be a dip in demand coming into this year. So, so it's kind of the perfect storm. You have lower search volume and I'm not talking, you know, all, everywhere, but a lot of places, lower demand, lower search volume. You got people with new budgets. You got new private equity money to throw at that. People are going to up marketing budgets. You've got brand new companies who never spent before throwing money at marketing budgets. So you have all these different things at play in Q1 that makes the market incredibly competitive. So everybody initially wants to say, well, my marketing company sucks. I need to, I need to jump ship. They can't get it done. That's not always the case. Like you could be down because the previous two years were the most exceptional outlier years you've ever had in your entire business. And you can't compare your business to that number. You are doing yourself a disservice by thinking that this year, like it or not, regardless of which marketing company you go to, even if it's any one of us guarantee you, we are grinding and battling and trying to dig it out with you to try and get stuff done. So, and it looks different for each size of business, right? So this year, guys, like we've got chat GPT pulling into this thing. who has got people all like trying to own, wondering what the hell that is. Um, maybe the LSA program is going to get the local service ad program. Could it get more expensive? If, like is pay-per-click continuously getting more expensive? Like what? Yes. 
Like things get more expensive. It's getting more and more competitive. But as always, like I've seen all these years, this stuff starts to die off going into Q2. It starts to taper off going into Q2. If you made it into Q2, you've probably outran a bunch of your competition who blew a shitload of money and, and like did the things, you know, uh, inefficiently and they'd have nothing to show for it or it was measured and tracked wrong and they don't really know. But the reality is, is I promise you it's going to get better. But this year's going to be a grind. It's a grind for all of us. So my question to all you guys is, guys, what's the future of our world look like? You know, like this is something that I've prided myself on, on trying to be innovative in digital marketing for all these years and kind of being at the forefront and learning the things. But I hear all kinds of stuff. So I'm curious to know, in your guys' opinion, what does the future of our world digital marketing look like? It's funny, Chris. I thought you were I thought you were going somewhere different with that, you know, with respect to the um, you know, 2023 Q1 being tough. I mean, I'll I'll get uh, I'll let the other rest of the gang answer kind of the future and then I'll chime in on that. But I think one thing that we I think of all of us as industry leaders need to keep sort of trying to um, sort of evolve or encourage in the clients is a big picture, sort of a long-term focus mentality. I mean, I have seen a lot of the smaller contractors hire a company. They need a quick fix. I need everything yesterday. And then at the, whenever things are going great, you know, you're the best thing since sliced bread. But the minute they have a tough month, your head's on the chopping block. And I would just say that out of all of our clients, maybe we have, I don't know, 500 clients and of the, of the larger companies, none of them operate that way. Right. Yep. And it, I don't know if it's a chicken in the egg, you know, do you, if you have the $5 million, $2 million, $3 million home service company, and you start to adopt these behaviors that say a $30 million, you know, company would adopt, do you become that? Or is it that by the time you get to that size, if if you can get to that size, you sort of learned, you know, it's like you can't. Um, so, and, and I say that again, kind of to Gary's earlier point, there's no uh, certif- you know, certification to become a digital marketing expert. And there are a million snake oil, you know, salespeople in our world. But if, if you set out a business goal and went through the buying process to buy one of us, where we established a budget, we established how we're going to win, you know, sort of a proven process, a playbook. This is what we're doing. And you see that the execution's happening. We're on the same page with the metrics, not just the out, you know, the the results. Um, And then something in the macro environment changes. It's an unseasonably warm spring in the mid-Atlantic or whatever, and demand's down. And the marketing company is kind of showing you that we're working the plan. This is what we're doing about it you know, but not expecting these overnight things, it's a mistake. I mean, you're losing a ton in, in sort of these switching costs going from company to company. I mean, I just wonder, do any of these guys do this, do this with like their financial advisors? I mean, you know, like there's the market and then there's your team. And I don't, I don't know about you guys, but it's like, if your person's always up when it's up and up when it's down, I want you to call, have them call me. <laughs> Because it just, you know, it doesn't work quite that way. It's like, is the strategy sound given what's happening? You know, are we taking appropriate action to a drop in demand? But this whole grass is always greener. You know, the next uh, good looking guy or gal that calls you up and says they have a fill in the blank that can get you leads overnight. I mean, geez, are you kidding me? It's like, how did you, how did you get to where you are running that way? I mean, yeah, if you want to get to the next level, that's not how you do it. 
Yeah, sorry, Ben. I was just gonna say I didn't cut you off. I, I, I think it's a marriage. You know, I kind of use that analogy sometimes. You know, you don't want to just throw the towel in. I mean, I think once you find the right company and you do due diligence, uh, you see that company that that digital marketing company has grown. Um, maybe on Facebook, people recommend them. Uh, I think we all have grown by recommendations. We don't have to go out there and solicit business. I don't think any of us have to do that anymore. I think our reputation has got us to this point. Praise God. Um, but, you know, the one thing getting to the, the question you ask is, what is the future? And, and when I go into this, this uh, explanation, this isn't about me pimping my company over any other company. But, you know, I think the future is data management and, and real time data, like knowing everything all at once. I mean, that's what we're building through our software. So we listen to every single phone call and I, I have humans listening and dictating and categorizing each call. What was the budget spent? How much did that call cost? There's the future of marketing is zero ambiguity. The, the guessing game is gone. Yep. And yeah, this year has been a bitch for me, for everybody, but I have the empirical data goes back 11, 12 years. It gets better. Always does always will. Um, but there, there are more people um, and getting to Ben's question. Why is it, our, our heads are on a chopping foot first, right? I think we are. I think we're the first to blame, you know, if something goes wrong. And, you know, we don't take on any client per se. I mean, my executive team holds veto power over me. So if they're not a good fit, if they're not being coached, if they just want as many calls as they can handle and they want 50% growth, you know, we're, we're not that company. And I, I get that. But I think the future of, of, for us, how I see it, our landscape is knowing our clients' numbers and data in real time with no ambiguity, knowing exactly where they're at, where they stand um, at any time. Yeah, it's, it's probably tech-enabled is a is the overarching umbrella. I agree with uh, Matt 100% on the data, connected data, real-time data, predictive versus just here are your results, predicting how the next campaign's going to go. I mean, I think we've all seen personalization of ads, personalizations of websites, uh, probably personalization of calls, scripts, a, you know, the technician scripts. You have, of course, voice search, voice assistance, you know, kind of uh, integrating your business to those, you know, to those assistants. And then, of course, there's the, uh, you know, there's the um, chat GPT and all, all the things that AI can do. One sort of side note, and I think, Matt, this is probably implicit in what Matt was saying is, you know, I think today we sort of compete in one sense on having better data. I mean, all of us probably say we're getting data that no one else has listening to the calls and, and you know, transcribing things and looking at web forms. We're competing on sort of we have the data and this competitor doesn't have the data. I think in the future, it will probably be more about the data model. Who's got the best model? an output of the model. So you look at like Bard or Baird or whatever it's called, Bard, I guess, from Google, Google. and ChatGPT, you know, they both have this AI, but if you feed it the same question, you get really, um, you know, different set of results. And so I think over time, someone says, hey, not only do we all, we have all the data, but we're, we're analyzing that data and making decisions on that data in a way that, you know, the competitor can. I mean, I think that's part of the hope. Yeah. I'm going to chime in on that real quick. Um, I'm a big data nerd. So I love data back to my race car driving days. when I used to study the data analysis and just to figure out how I could go one hundredth of a, you know, a hundredth of a second faster. 
than the guy in front of me. Um, but I love studying the data and looking at the patterns, but ultimately what it comes down to is, is, I mean, we have so much more information today than ever before. Um, it's what are you doing with it and how fast are you doing it? And, and, uh, and Eric, I see your hand up. So I'll get to you in just a second. Um, but same, like, like as to Matt is the, um, yes, we have a lot of my, if you include my call listening and reporting team, there's 180 of us at Rhino. Um, it's just what it takes to manage the beast at the speed in which we need to manage it. And so it takes bodies to take action on some of these, on some of these things. And, you know, whether it's you run a digital marketing campaign, as soon as somebody clicks on it, if they call, you can listen to that call live, figure out how the CSR handle it. Did the CSR miss it? Did they, did they miss the objection? You can follow it all the way through, but then you got to use all this follow-up. I mean, what I think the whole chat GPT thing is, and we'll get into it is it's going to be super helpful with data analysis faster and quicker. And it should be an add on. It shouldn't be a, uh, expense relief. It's actually should be an, an add, an add on to making you much better, faster and quicker. So Eric, I'll let you go, buddy. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I think the difference between like the contractors who are, you know, just fighting tooth and nail right now to keep their, their job yeah. board full. And then the contractors that are growing 60, 70, 80, 90% year over year right now is the way that they interpret and put that data to work. Um, you know, the, the, the smart contractors out there that know, you know, what's about to hit them at different points in the seasonality can pull different levers in their marketing and in their decision-making. So they know like what kind of leads we need to get. Um, so yeah, like I, the data is there. It's just some people selectively use it and some don't. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, my kind of thought on, you know, marketing agencies being on the chopping block, <clears throat> you know, outside of, building and launching a website, we really sell a result. Um, you know, like, like manufacturers, they sell equipment. The contractors not ditching their manufacturer every six months because of, you know, certain things with the equipment, because it's a tangible product. You purchase it from them and then you sell it and mark it up. Uh, you know, for us, we, we build websites and that can be touched. I mean, not literally touched, but it's a product that you can see and own and it's a thing the rest of the stuff we do is a result where it's like, Hey, we know these tactics and they have worked for other people and they should work for you. Um, but there's always the instance that it might not work because it's not, not guaranteed. So um, I guess another thought that just came to my mind for advice, you know, from our first question about agencies is like, when you see these ads pop up guaranteeing you 50 to 100 install leads a month, or you don't pay like, red flag for me there because it's, I mean, you're at that point, you're trying to say that you can, what do you just have a magic bucket of, of contact information that you're just going to give to people? I doubt it. You're probably running Facebook ads. Uh, so. Yeah, but Eric, any, it's free. If any I don't do company it. that any company that could do that exactly that way, why, why wouldn't they just, uh, why wouldn't they just buy all the HVAC companies? <laughs> That's what Google's going to do. <clears throat> yeah. And they're always running Facebook ads. They got so right. Google has so many issues though, with the, um, you know, monopoly stuff that I think it's going to be, that's the only thing stopping them from taking it all. Yeah. Um, well, just the cost to implement GPT. On everybody's comments, the future and things like that. So the manufacturers are, uh, we, we haven't talked about that. So we need to talk about that. So we talked about Google, we've talked about, you know, the agency stuff, but, 
Um, they want the retail customer from the contractor. So that's something that's a train that is on the tracks and it's gaining steam. And they're publicly saying it, but nobody's paying attention to it. I, it's shocking to me that the contractors don't recognize that. So back to you know Ben and, and John and some of the other comments from Matt. Um, that's that's a real conflict in the channel, the, the data and the data mining and how we're going to actually approach that problem. Um, you know, I'm I, you just talk. I'm obviously I'm a contractor. I've got a couple different contracting businesses. Been in it for I don't know 25 years now. That's not okay for with me. Like I I own the relationship with my customer in the house, and I'm not okay with a manufacturer. You know, essentially trying to take over that ownership. So I think our responsibility is to figure out how to navigate that channel. I, I, I don't know where that's going to end. I just I know, you know, talking to the high level executives, they're, they're saying, yeah, that's what we want because we don't really trust the contractors, you know, to sell our products and our mix and to be able to sell high tech stuff and BRV and all that stuff. So I think that's a that's an open ended question that the contractors need to think about. And uh, and I agree with the rest of those comments that data is going to be it's it's the model. I think Ben has it exactly right. It's how, it's how you position the model. So, you know, we've got KPIs, we've got business models we know and can predict certain things. Uh, but here's here's a pain point for me in our business with our customers that, that we we lose customers, too. And it's almost always the same profile. It's the guy who didn't come to the workshop to produce the budget, to create the plan, to create the model, to produce. So, you know, John's talking about we sell results. Well, we know how to produce the results. You know, we got 300 customers that are killing it. And we got 50 customers that are yelling at us that the shoulder season's bad. What's the difference? Well, they didn't come, to, they didn't do the work. So I would suggest that, you know, I don't know if we want to do a, a, a workshop together one day and just teach people how to do this. Like, here's how you do it. Here's the model. You know, work with your agencies to produce a plan. You should have a campaign strategy for your shoulder season. There should be no excuses about that. Uh, so when you when you don't plan, you're always, you know, in a reactive mode as opposed to a proactive mode. And I think that's the that's the biggest challenge I face at, at my level, you know, working with customers. And I'll be honest with you, I, I interview them worse than they interview me now. Like, I, I won't take those people on anymore. I just won't do it. Um, if I'm, I'm literally in a message thread with, you know, uh, a customer that's, I don't want to share that information with you. You know, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's fine. Here, call call so-and-so. Call the guy that's got 100 leads for you overnight. <laughs> Gary, Gary, there's a, uh, I think it was Charlie Munger. Charlie Munger of Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger yeah. fame, I think said, you know, the best way to get a great spouse is to deserve a great spouse. Yeah. And and I think to the contractors listening, you know, the best way to get a great client, you, is to deserve a great client. But the best way for you to get a great partner is to deserve it by being committed. Because, you know, what, that, you know, the reason that there will always be sort of the fly-by-night digital marketing companies is there are there are companies out there where the owner is a disaster. None of us want to deal with it. Your team would quit, you know, dealing with uh, sort of the irrational, you know, uh, goal out of whack with budget, out of whack with expectations. And so just, again, I think there's a, we all win. We're trying to help you, the home service company, grow your business, hire more people, grow the economy, all that stuff. I think we all believe that. Um, that's in the core of of all of our businesses. And uh, so what Gary is saying, you know, be committed, engaged in the process. How many times have you guys had you know, the, the owner 
kind of goes through the process with you. And then all of a sudden like flips everything over to the office manager. And it's like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like this is the economic <laughs> engine with no that's going to power your business. <laughs> but the, but the guy that orders toilet paper and staples is our point of contact. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> or the expert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that um, you hit the nail on the head and this is probably what I see. You know, when I think we have like right around 600 contractors as customers and, and, like clockwork, it's, you see so many patterns of, it's the guy who has a $50 cost per lead, like ridiculously low. And then he's like, and then he tells the account manager that he's making an exit. And I'm like, so immediately I'm like, well, there's a red flag because no one leaves if that's legit what your cost per lead is. And then inevitably you go into Salesforce since we measure every call, every email, whether they like it or not, it's all recorded. And I'll go and look and they haven't made a call in four months. They haven't made a reporting call in four months or they half-assed one and they're not following the plan. And inevitably they'll get, you know, that they might leave. It could also be that there's, you know, and this is another like thing that all of us have to deal with as owners of our digital marketing companies is if, if another digital marketing company sees that result and sells them away from it, that tells me all I need to know about the integrity of that company. Because I look, if somebody comes to me and says, Hey man, like you know, this guy, these guys aren't doing a, you know, a great job, but you know, it's February. I'm not bringing in any leads. You know, my cost really is atrocious. And I'm like, yeah, because you're a two-year-old company and you're in, you know, February and like, just sit on it, like chill, like let them know. And I'm sure there's a plan, like go back to them and, and we're, that's how you work this thing. Like that's how you manage your reputation in the same industries this long as you don't just sell people away for the sake of selling them because you know, there's an impact, like their livelihood is impacted by it, but you don't want that person anyway, because they're not engaged in the actual process. It's not the best client for you. So listeners, if you're that person, don't take offense to that. Use it as, as a constructive criticism to be better because you don't want to continue to jump ship, man. It's, it's so disruptive to your business when you keep jumping back and forth, just find somebody committed to it. Hey, what's up, everybody? I know I got to cut it off. I can't let the episode go too long, but hope you enjoyed this episode with my homies from other marketing companies here in the trades. Tune back in next week to part deuce. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really Really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, it's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review. And be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.